Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. In this episode, we are joined by Sammy Sopacek, who is the co-owner of the virtual comic shop Skeleton Key Comics. And she is going to talk to us about what grading comics is all about. So if you ever have any questions about what it means to have that certain number in the corner or why somebody might want to get the comics graded, this is the episode to check out because I know nothing about it. And Sammy does a great job of answering all my questions. Now, episode spotlight for this week is Paperweight Entertainment, which is a podcast hosted by a group of great guys from southern indiana and every week they talk about the latest tv show movies or anything geeky or nerdy related they like to talk about they have fantastic conversations it's very comical very great camaraderie between them definitely check them out i'll put a link to their show in the show notes below let's get started Hi, and welcome to The Caption Life, a show for the most casual and dedicated fans of comics and a member of the Comic Watch family. I am your host, Sean. Join me and discover what the world of comics and graphic novels has to offer. From one-on-one interviews with industry professionals to roundtable discussions with passionate fans and reviews on the latest comics, TV shows, and movies. You can find me on social media under the username at Caption Life. You can also find more episodes and information at thecapsonlife.com. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about a little thing that I am not familiar with at all, and it's comics grading. As many of you know, with my own personal story, I just got back into comics, and there's a lot of pockets and areas in the world of comics I'm not familiar with. And comics grading is definitely one of them. I ran into this as being a thing a few years ago. I was really intrigued by this, but I don't know anything about it, and I've tried learning about it and still don't know like how to understand this whole world of comics grading. So joining us on the show to talk to us a little bit more about what is comics grading and how to understand that is Sammy Sopchek, who is the co-owner of the virtual comic shop Skeleton Key Comics. Sammy, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, good. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Hey, so what exactly is a virtual comic shop? Like, like what, you know, I, I'm assuming it's something to do with online and all that, but can you tell us a little bit more about what that is and what Skeleton Key Comics is? Yeah, so um, a virtual comic shop is a comic shop that sells online. Um, so we have like, you know, our website, eBay, you know, all of the places that you can sell online. Um, and that's where we um, put the books in our shop. Um, my husband's in the military, so mm-hmm. we have to be able to like pack up and move like at any moment. Mm-hmm. So brick and mortar is like not really in the cards for us, but um, I'm hoping one day uh it is <laughs> <laughs> well and and that you know that's actually really interesting and really cool about that being virtual is that it allows you to still do that sort of thing no matter where you're at um it, do you think there's being a virtual comic shop owner what do you think has been really beneficial for you doing it online versus having brick and mortar store um other than the fact that with you all you know having to move because your husband's in the military and everything what, what's been some of the other benefits with with having a, a comic shop online um the overhead yeah <laughs> the overhead is thousands a month you know oh, wow. yeah, um, yeah we have a really really good friend of ours is has our LCS Mm -hmm. and you know, we are talking about like the overhead situation is like, it takes a lot to, you know, break even. So I would say the only other benefit would be the overhead, but then you're sacrificing getting to like see everyone in person and Mm -hmm. getting to like talk to everyone and, you know, talk about comics with people in person. So it is a bit different. Right. 
And, and I know that you all also um, sell comics on whatnot as well, too, correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, so so eBay, you got your online store, you got whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. What are... Uh, short box. Yeah, and short box as well, too. Yeah, yes. they're yeah. really good people. <laughs> Yes, definitely. Um, so just kind of curious, uh, kind of learning more about um, that experience and that process as well. Do you all are you all looking for comics at other stores to then sell later on? Or do you like order from the uh, distributors or, or how the, how does that part work for you all? Um, just like a traditional comic shop would, um, we buy collections, mm-hmm. which can be it's a, it's a lot of fun. But it can be very overwhelming. Um, The exciting part is, is like last week, for example, I did a blind buy of a comic collection. I don't really recommend it, but I was feeling (laughs) like, oh, I want some excitement. And the person was going to send me pictures. I was like, you know what? Like, I don't want any photos. (laughs) I'm just going to come get it. (laughs) Whatever I get, I get. Yeah. Um, So it gets exciting that way. But it can get overwhelming um, because half of our house is the shop. Yeah. And so like having three shop rooms full of comic books can mm-hmm. feel sometimes a little overwhelming. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I I sometimes I just see the comics on laying around my floor and it overwhelms me and like creates anxiety for me all the time. So I can only imagine with you all having it uh, in your house, like filling up half your house and trying to store those and sell those as well, too. Oh, um. And then I also know you and I actually connected through uh, TikTok and, mm-hmm. and you've been having some like really great success on there as well, too. Um, if, if people want to follow you on uh, TikTok or other social media, is it all under Skeleton Key Comics? Is that right? Yeah. Awesome. It's all Skeleton Key Comics. Yeah. Gotcha. And you're on TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. TikTok, Instagram. Instagram's the most consistent. Um, I'm trying to get more consistent back into like TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, but that will come um, mm-hmm. time. Right. I know it's it's of all the social media platforms, YouTube like is an investment of time and and everything else. It's not as, you know, as simple, Mm -hmm. not that Instagram and TikTok is simple by any means, but there's a lot more that goes into a YouTube channel than it does with, you know, creating a TikTok account or Instagram account and doing that. So yeah, I'm in the same boat with you. I would love to do more. YouTube videos, it's not just the podcast uh, video version of it, but, you know, something a little bit more um, specific on topics or events or things like that, which when I go to conventions, um, I definitely do some recordings and put that together and put those out there. But I would love to do more like weekly or, you know, every other week videos on something that's comics related. It's just I don't have the time to do all that. (laughs) It's hard to find that balance. It really is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, it, one thing I wanted to go back to, because I know you said you, you sell on your uh, website on eBay and whatnot, short box. Um, you all also go to conventions as well, too. Do you sell there as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just set up actually at Heroes Con. Um, how, how was that? It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I love that show. Good. Yeah, I, I've never been, but I saw a lot of people on Twitter went to it and it seemed like everyone really enjoyed being there. Oh, yeah, it was great. And, and where's Heroes Con again? 
Oh, it's in Charlotte. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Well, good. Well, again, thank you for coming on the show to talk about comic grading yeah. because, again, I know nothing about it. Um, but when every time I have a guest on the show, I like to ask them the same question. That's your comic book origin story. So can you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about what got you into being a reader, collector, a, a fan of comic books? So I started with my husband, Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, we met a week before he was sent to Korea for a whole year. Literally a week before is when we met. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so I saw his comic room mm-hmm. and it was like wall to wall. Like you open the door, mm-hmm. wall of comics, comics, comics. And I mean, like racks where there was like a level of comic boxes on the floor. The mm-hmm. middle rack had comics. The top rack had comics. And it was like that all the way around this room. And when he took me in there, his face was just tomato red. <laughs> like he was just like so quiet, uh-huh. so red. Like he didn't know if this was like the beginning of a long relationship or the beginning of the end. <laughs> was what his face said to me. Right. But like... With who I am, I saw that he had all of what looked like the same thing. I mean, it's a room full of comic books. It's still basically like the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so I was just thinking to myself, like, this must be like really cool for someone (laughs) at this age to be so invested into a particular thing. Uh Um, So it seems like really exciting. Um, So fast forward, he was on like a mid tour. So like halfway through their year. When they're mm-hmm. gone, they get to come home and visit for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And he took me to his LCS um, while he was back visiting. And it was a husband and wife comic shop owner. And he went to the lady and told her to get everything I thought was good and mm-hmm. interesting. So she took me to the trade paperbacks. I left with a stack like this big, <laughs> um, read them while he was away. And I was just like obsessed. I was like totally hooked. Yeah. Um, and you know, like when someone's gone for that amount of time and you talk every day, you run out of things to talk about pretty quick, Right. but we just never ran out of comic stuff to talk about. And I just had so many questions and <laughs> I was, I was into it. I even had like a little notebook that I would like take notes about like how to collect and <laughs> like, basically he was most worried about me getting scammed. Oh yeah. Because... Um, I probably have the most expensive reprint of the first appearance of Guardians of the Galaxy on the market. Oh, really? I, I bought him a gift and I got con- like basically like conned or whatever. Um, <laughs> I bought a reprint. Oh, for a lot. oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. And so I, we talked a lot about like how to avoid like that again. Yeah. And how to spell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he still has it in his collection. I bet. No kidding. <laughs> oh man. So, Oh wow. That's honestly, that's a really cool story. Not just about like getting into comics, but like meeting someone that you, that you eventually marry. Like that is a really cool story. I love that. Um, just, you said you walked away with a stack of trade paperbacks. Do you remember yeah. what was the first one you read? When you came out of that store? Saga. 
So oh, really? I have, yeah, I have my number one back here. I have everything saga. <laughs> I have all the individual volumes. I've got like the condominium, whatever, uh-huh. um, every single issue in first print, like favorite of all time. But that was my first one that I read. Awesome. I, you know, I, I have read the first issue of saga. It, I never really got into it, but I know a lot mm-hmm. of people like swear up and down that it is amazing. And I know I need to go back and kind of give it another chance. Uh, Cause I'll be honest, yeah. like it's, it's definitely different than any other comic. It's, it's, it's out there, right? At least initially mm-hmm. in terms of what you might be expecting, what you're seeing, what's going on in that and everything. Um, but I mean, that's also the the amazing thing about comics is that you can really explore with the different kinds of storytelling. I feel like Saga is is one of those things where it definitely explores and pushes, mm-hmm. you know, what you can do in that medium as well. Um, but like I said, it's I, I never really connected with it after reading the first issue. So like, I, I really need to go back and, and give it another Read shot. Read volume one, like get through the whole volume. Mind. Right, yeah. you and know. That, see what you think. That's that's good advice, though, because that's kind of how it was with Sandman. Because when I read the first issue of Sandman, I felt like it was just really slow. But when I got through the rest of the trade paperback, I absolutely loved it. And so when I go back and reread it, it it didn't feel slow to me anymore. And so that's probably what you need to do is like you know get the first volume yeah. or the first you know set of trade paperback, go through it, and then make a decision on that. Right? Yeah, read it yeah. a little bit further. Yeah, I have to do that. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that story. So let's get into why you're here today. So um, can you tell me and everybody's listening, like what exactly is comics grading for those who maybe have heard it before, but don't know what it is? Or maybe this is the first time people are hearing about it. How how do you describe that to somebody that um, asks that question and they have no idea what that means? Um, So comics like grading a comic book, you'll either see it like in a slab mm-hmm. like that, like CGC, CBCS um, graded in the hard plastic and it has the number grade. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes, you know, all the way from 0.5 or PG, PG just meaning a page, mm-hmm. all the way to like 10. It's like, you know, gem and 10, right? Right. And all the way up. Um, and that's like the like the actual physical, like grading the comic book in the hard plastic case by like, like I said, CGC or CBCS. Mm -hmm. And then there's raw grading, which like you'll see a lot on um, online platforms or like at comic cons where they will be like an NM, which Mm -hmm. means like Nearman, which is like really high grade, or you'll see something that's a VG, which is stands for very good, but it's misleading (laughs) because that is a (laughs) 4.0. So it's like a condescending description. (laughs) Yeah. So like if you're shopping on eBay, you'll see like Samurai Santa number one. Yeah. VG. (laughs) <laughs> Which means it's like, you know, low grade, but it's okay. Yeah. It's a little beat, but right. complete. Right. Um, but I also think it's funny because whenever I do like live shows and stuff like that, and I'm like, oh, this comic book is good. Mm-hmm. But a good is a 2.0. Right. <laughs> G for good. It's like so misleading, but. Yeah. So um, unpacking that a little bit. So you said things like CGC yeah. and and uh, CBSC. I don't know. I, I, CBCS. CBCS. Yeah. Thank you. So like what what are those? Like what does that mean? And, and why is that significant for grading? Um. So CGC and CBCS is like Walmart and Target. Okay. 
they all say the sell relatively the same things, but they're just two like competing companies doing the same thing, essentially. Gotcha. Okay. If that makes sense, they both grade comics and slabs. Our slabs do look slightly different, mm-hmm. um, not by a lot. It's just kind of like, to me, it's like, you know, potato, potato. Like, I'll take yeah. a CBCS just as much as a CGC, just like as long as it has the book I want inside. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, like, you know, some people like get into the knee grade, like, oh, like this case is better than this case. This case looks better than this one, you know, like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Or this one lo- takes longer than this one. And I just like, you know, you hear it out and it's like, OK, but <laughs> right. It's on the same thing. OK, gotcha. So they're like <laughs> the two. Yeah. So like they're, they're the two main uh, organizations yeah. that if you want to get graded, you would go to them. And if mm-hmm. somebody wants to get a grade, like, do they have to physically go there? Do they like send it in or how does that work usually? Yeah. So what I would recommend, because like, of course, when you want to get a comic graded, you're first going to be torn between which company you want to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just tell people like go on their websites, do a little research, maybe read some reviews, look at a picture of the slabs, see if like, you know, one looks better than the other to you. Mm-hmm. Um and then you would just go on their website. Um, so, for example, like CGC, if you go on their website and it's your first time ever submitting a comic book, you can like buy a kit like they have the kit um, mm-hmm. that sends you like all the supplies. And they have like a video that teaches you how to like pack up your comic and get it graded because it's a little scary. Mm hmm. If you're doing it for the first time, sending books to get graded, especially if you feel like it's going to get a nine eight, right? And you're putting it in the mail, yeah. <laughs> you know, you want to make sure that you did it right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and I know I've, I've heard stories of people sharing like when they send it out to one of these companies. There's a few things, right? Is they're wrapping it up really tight because they don't want to get damage in the shipping part of it because of the value of it and everything like that. Um, mm-hmm. I also have heard people say that like it takes them a while to get back to you as well too, in terms of getting it graded and sent back. I think especially during the pandemic for a number of reasons. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I've heard people saying that, you know, they've sent it in and some people, you know, didn't get it for, you know, I think three months is, is typical, but I've heard some people say like didn't get it for like almost a year before they finally get it back as well too. So that's probably something else to think about too. Right. Yeah, because um, I haven't been on CBCS's website in a while. Um, mm-hmm. But for the CGC one, and you can call into CGC and find out how long, um, like, different things are taking. Like, so you could say, like, how long is it taking for Silver Age comics to get graded? How long is it taking for modern um, categories to get graded? Mm-hmm. Um but I know for a lot of people, what they don't realize, too, is like, I know people will send in a book and then they will want it to get pressed. Right. Well, the pressing time is a lot. Like last time I sent in a book to be sub- submitted, I don't I don't remember when exactly it was. It's been a while, mm-hmm. but it was like 120 days. Oh, wow. To, like if you wanted to add the press. Yeah. Because it's like the third party pressing, I don't know exactly where it goes, but um, if you want to get it pressed, it adds time. And of course, that time like constantly changes because mm-hmm. like you said, back in the pandemic, when we were all sitting at home and we're all, everyone's like, yeah, just grade my book. Let's do something. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's dive into the hobby. I know a lot of people were doing a lot with comics and cards. Yes. And it was taking yeah. so long. Now. 
when you were saying press, what what does mm-hmm. pressing comics mean exactly for people who don't know? Oh, yeah. So if you want to get your book um, pressed and clean to, like, get a grade bump. Okay. So, for example, you could have a comic book that has, like, spine ticks that are not color broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could take that book from being, like, an eight to mm-hmm. a number in the nines. Gotcha. For example, with a press and clean, which obviously, like, changes the value and stuff like that. Right. So, So it's a process of kind of cleaning and, and fixing the comic up a little bit without like, mm-hmm. you know, um, ruining it or anything in that process, but to try to increase the value for it. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. That, that might be its own little episode <laughs> for this show <laughs> right. to talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when we're talking about grading comics, one of the things you were talking about is the, the number value where, you know, it range, it's on a scale of 10, basically, you know, the closer it is to mm-hmm. 10, the near mint it is. Um, and then when it's down further on the scale for, you know, very good, then, you know, it's not as valuable. But I know that I've seen um, comics where they've had maybe like a four or five rating, but it's still worth a lot more than another comic that might have like a 9.8 rating. So how does, how does that work? Like when someone is looking at those and seeing something like that, like what are some things are in consideration? Because obviously that score doesn't necessarily mean like it's going to be more valuable than another Mm -hmm. one just by the score itself. The score sounds like what I hear from you say is the condition that comic in not necessarily reflective of the value itself. Right. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so can you explain a little bit like how a book that might be mm-hmm. a four or five rating could be more valuable than a book that has like a 9.8? Yeah. So I'm trying to think of an example, like everyone would know this book. So think of like, um, an AF 15 mm-hmm. in like a two. Right. I don't know how much it goes for, but I'm pretty sure it's a lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And an ultimate fallout four nine eight. Right. So Ultimate Fallout 498, I'm assuming, is swinging between like a is swinging somewhere close to 2000 okay. or more. I don't know. Right. I didn't check. <laughs> I'm just using an example. Yeah. But I know like an AF15 and a two or a three or a four or any number leading up like between mm-hmm. that like nine, eight or below is going to be more than that Ultimate mm-hmm. Fallout 4. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, that does make sense. So so I think a good way to think about it then from what you're saying is that a nine point when you're looking at comics for the grades and stuff like that, it's better to mm-hmm. compare it within the comic issue itself, like against other prints yeah, of that. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Versus, you know, the, the book because like just like you said, a man's amazing fantasy number 15, you know, because of the value of that like that's automatically going to be up because of how much it's worth and, and the, you know, scarcity, like all those other factors that, you know not even getting into the condition of the book or, you know, the grading mm-hmm. of that, even though it might be really low, just because that book in and of itself has value before it even gets to the grading point versus ultimate fa- fallout. That's a little bit more recent and probably hasn't, you know, met that sta- met that, you know, not necessarily standard, but met that milestone and maybe it will, maybe it won't in the future or anything like that. But, you know, it's, it's not, the number is really just indicative of the, condition of the comic and not necessarily the value of it. Um, but it sounds like if you do get it graded though, uh, you could increase the value of that particular issue you own versus 
a, a printed issue that's not graded. Is that fair to say? Um, I guess it would depend on the trust that you have in the seller. Okay. Right. So if like a seller says like, Hey, this book is a 4.0 raw, right? Mm-hmm. BG. Like if a seller's selling it and it's on, I don't know, anywhere online. Yeah. Right. Um, or even at a convention where you can see that book in person and it's raw, it's not graded into the slab or anything. Mm-hmm. And they have it priced at the same price as the graded copy. Okay. Gotcha. I mean, if you trust the seller, like if you really want it, if it's rare enough, if it's like one of those things where like, oh, I'm never going to see this book again. It really depends on the buyer's trust in that price. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if you could buy stuff raw, the same price as it would be graded in this lab. Right. Okay. So if someone wants to get their comics graded, like what what would compel somebody to want to get it graded? To begin with, we talked about, you know, how, you know, you can have that number system kind of tell people, you know, what's the rating on and stuff like that. But what I guess what kind of person would want to get a comic graded to begin with? I don't know if it's a particular type of person, per se, but uh-huh. everyone's different, right? Like everyone's collect- there's I feel like there's no two collections that are the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, for me, I don't grade a lot in my collection, mm-hmm. um, but I will buy a book graded if I really wanted like this. Right. This book right here is an Alex Schomburg. Um, this one, Alex mm-hmm. Schomburg airbrushed comic. And it was graded when I purchased it. Um, if I found it raw, I would have bought it, but I found it graded and I needed it. I just needed it. It fit yeah. within like the standards of like my collection, like those standards, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when I saw it, I didn't know it existed, but I knew that I needed that book. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I had that book graded. I will get books graded um, when I get them signed at a show mm-hmm. most of the time. I right. should say, um, not all of the time, but yeah, actually some of the time <laughs> <laughs> now, most my collection is raw. I like having my books, um, in raw condition. Now my husband is completely opposite. He loves, he loves grading his books. He loves upgrading them. So if he gets his book comes back a nine, then he's like, I need it in a nine, two, then I need it in a nine, four. I need it in a nine, <laughs> six, nine, eight. And he'll just keep like bumping it up or he'll just go for like the, the top tier of it, you know? Yeah. So he, he loves his labs. He loves grading and stuff like that. So I would say it like really depends on the collector. Cause for me, um, I don't necessarily care about the condition. If the, if I can tell the cover's nice, Mm -hmm. it's the cover's presentable. Mm -hmm. Like that's good enough for me. Right. Like, honestly, that's good enough for me. Right. But I have, a, you know, a lot of friends in the community or Tony who are like, I want this like and the best I can possibly get it. Yeah. And I I understand that because like for Tony, he's been collecting and reading comics like 30 years. Mm -hmm. And so and I know a lot of collectors have been in it so long where they're like, okay, I've already built my entire collection in mid grade. It's time to rebuild my entire collection in perfect condition. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Gotcha. So 
so and then when people get these slab and graded, typically one mm-hmm. thing that for people to keep in mind is that most people, if any, once they get it graded in slab, they don't open up that plastic to read through the comic. That's usually it's in a state. It's almost like if you have a painting that is by somebody, you keep it in the frame. You don't like take it off and, you know, off the frame or whatever you take it around. Right. Usually once it's in the slab, it stays in the slab. So that's something that sounds like somebody would have to make a decision on if they get a slab to be okay with the fact that they won't be able to go in and like read through it as is. So if they want to be able to have that option of reading their raw comic book, Mm -hmm. it has to be raw and it can't be, you know, in a graded slab necessarily. Yeah. Usually when people make the choice to grade something, they're not going to take it out. Yeah. Um, But you know, that's what like the trades are for or the reprints or like you could have like a beat copy of that book um, so that you could read it and stuff like that. Right. Okay. So I know a lot of people also, you know, we, we talk about what might motivate somebody to get it graded. And I know I've talked to people that have said they do it for the investment or long-term investment. They do it because they like to just, you know, kind of say that they have it and kind of, and show what the kind of condition is. So it's not so much a monetary investment, but it's just more of a personal collection, like what you're talking about. Um, but if somebody wants to do it as a long-term investment, let's say, um, what are, what are some ways that someone can do that? Is, is it worth investing, be able to do that? I, I'm assuming that, you know, it's one of those things where you have to do a lot of research to know what might be upcoming and, and kind of predicting some stuff. Um, you know, for example, when Deadpool three got announced the very next day, that first issue of Deadpool Wolverine that showed up in a comic together, like that went through the roof in terms of pricing oh and gosh, stuff like yeah. that. Right. So I'm assuming like, you know, things like that will definitely in price the, or will definitely increase the value of comics in that way. So if they get it you know great in slab that could also improve the value of it but would somebody who wants to do like that kind of level investment would comics grading be something that they might be interested in for um for long-term investment um are we talking like investing in comic books are we great are we talking about like grading I guess, I guess either one. Like for me, I just assume grading and investing in comics is the same thing, but hearing you, maybe not. (laughs) No, I mean, if you're going to invest, like if you want to invest in comic books and you want that comic to stay in that same condition that you bought it in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would definitely get it graded. Right, right. Because if it's just there to like sit and wait for your kids to graduate mm-hmm. and go to college and buy them their first car and stuff like that. <laughs> like, yeah, I would definitely put that in a slab because there's so many things that like could happen mm-hmm. over the course of how, like, cause when you're talking an investment, I don't know, my kids are pretty young, so they are going to be graduating in like 10 years. Right. So we'll just call it 10 years. Like if I wanted to be like, Oh, I want this ultimate fallout for this is going to pay for like, you know, some college, put a down payment on a car. You would definitely want to get it slabbed because, you know, I don't like talking about bugs, but like, that's a perfect example is like moving, like where mm-hmm. are you going to store is like, you know, paper mites going to get on it. I don't want to get into it. Like it grosses me out and like gives me goosebumps, but yeah, 
like so many things can deteriorate paper that can't get into a slab, mm-hmm. like not to make anyone listening like paranoid, but <laughs> thinking they're going to have to slab every comic that they own now. <laughs> I've seen it all. Yeah, I've seen it all like buying collections like I open collections in my garage first. I will bring them into the house. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that can get. <laughs> On comic books through the bags and boards. So, like, yeah, I would definitely grade if you're, like, trying to invest and keep that book in nice condition long term. So it sounds like going back to what you're saying when you buy collections, it sounds like what you do is you connect with people who have collections that they're looking to sell. And, you know, they might sell, like, each comic book, you know, by issue. Or they might say, like, here's a box, you know, pay me, you know, 200 bucks for whatever you have, everything that's in there. Right. Yeah, like the last one I was telling you about earlier, um, mm-hmm. it was nine short boxes right. that we had got. Um, the collection before that was 28 long boxes. So it, oh, wow. it really varies. And yeah. So so how do, how do you connect with people to find out, like, do they reach out to you? Do you reach out to them? How does that usually work? I know that's not necessarily a grading question, but I find this really fascinating to kind of see how that works. Yeah, people just will reach out to us. Um, we've been to a couple shows and, you know, people t- ask us in person if we're interested. And, you know, you talk back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but mainly online, you know, email. We've got like our thing through our website, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, well, I, I think that's all the questions I have for grading comics. I don't know if there's anything else that you wanted to touch base on that you think might be important for people to know about comics grading if they, you know, want to get started with it or anything like that. Is there something else that maybe we didn't touch on? Um, I would say, I know we talked about how to like get your books graded um, into the slabs, but if anyone's interested in um, grading your books raw, I get a lot of questions about that in particular. Like if you're just, you know, at home hanging out with your comic books, you know, like I wonder what the condition of this is. Um, There is an overstreet grading guide and I believe CGC just came out with one too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I learned off of the overstreet grading guide and it's a book that has all of the grades and it has pictures and everything. It's really fun. It's cheap. Um, I got mine on Amazon a few years ago. They still have them on Amazon. I think they're like 15 bucks. Mm, yeah. And you can just hang out with your comic books and figure out what condition they're in. And then after you figure out the condition, you can figure out how much they're worth. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Great. Well, Sammy, thank you very much. Um, before we wrap up with this episode with the comics we're reading segment, I just want to remind people that the Caption Life show is part of Comic Watch, and we're always looking for reviewers. So if you are interested in being a reviewer of comics, TV shows, films, anything like that, I will put an application link uh, in the description below uh, in the show notes. And again, we're always looking for reviewers. This is a great community. It's all volunteer-based, so everybody's doing it because they enjoy doing the reviews and they enjoy comics um, and it's a great place to get started so if you've never written any kind of review whatsoever this is definitely a great uh, starting place for a lot of people and then tune in next week when we have Stephanie Phillips on the show we'll be doing an interview with her as well so that's what you can expect for next week uh, but let's go ahead and talk about the comics we're reading usually I have people from uh, Twitter from Comic Watch from our uh, Luminate Casters Discord sharing what comics are reading but because we're recording this ahead of time I won't be able to include that in there um so sammy i want to start off with you what are the comics that you're currently reading 
So I'm currently working on I Hate Fairyland. I've yeah. almost finished it. I've got like my, my big <laughs> volumes back here. Yeah. And, and what's that story about for people who haven't heard of that before? I don't want to ruin it. Okay. But, <laughs> but it's good, but right? I will say it's about a little girl uh-huh. who gets stuck in fairyland, literally. <laughs> like she falls into this Wizard of Oz-like hole and that appears in her bedroom. Uh-huh. She lands in fairyland and she has to find the key to get out. And needless to say, this isn't ruining it because this is like three pages in. She's been there for 30 years. Oh, wow. Okay. And so she is a angry little thing because she looks the exact same as when she showed up, except for she's like been through it. And she is just like, it is hilarious. It's very lighthearted. Like it, it depicts a lot of violence, but in such a hilarious cartoonish way that it just makes you laugh, Uh you know? Yeah. And um, it's funny too, because all of the swear words, it's like, what the fluff? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's kind of like the 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 good place type of thing, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's like every, she swears a lot in the book, but it's like, you know, those type of like fun words replacing it. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's very good. 100% recommended like for everybody. I think it's definitely a story. Like everyone could read it and enjoy it. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. I'll definitely have to check that out sometime. Once I get caught up on my other comics that I've been meaning right, to read. And have it. Yeah. Myself, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, any, any other books or is that the main one that you're working on right now? Um, that's the main one I'm working on. I'm always reading Lore Olympus. So these are like the books of them. Uh-huh. I just buy the books to collect them because they look nice because I read it on Webtoons. Comes out like every single week on Webtoons. Yeah. Um, but I'm reading Lore Olympus. It's crazy good. Um, and then what am I reading next? I'm reading Paper Girls next. Oh, nice. I've heard so, so many good things about that one, especially with the show that came out on Netflix. I heard a lot of people watch the show, then they went back and read the comics it was based on, and that everybody loved the comics that they read it, too. Yeah, I've heard really, really good things. Really good things. Yeah. Um, so that's, like, next on my list. And then when I saw Scotty Young at Heroes Con, he had all his trades. Yeah trade paperback set up uh-huh. and I was like talking to like people on the line. I was like, you know, which one, you know, and then people are like, Oh, I've read this one. It's really good. And this one, and I ended up buying all of them <laughs> <laughs> and it came with a free signature. Oh, nice. You know? Yeah. So I literally like, these are all Scotty Young books right here. That's awesome. But I just bought these. His work is so good. Like mm-hmm. he's, an incredible artist, right? Mm-hmm. But his stories are better than his art, which oh, is no hard kidding. to, which is so crazy. Yeah. That he outdid himself with <laughs> writing because his art is, it's just so fun. Yeah. So I'm excited to, I'm definitely going to binge read those for sure. Was there a long line for him at Heroes Con? Yeah, the line was pretty decent, but uh, the weight wasn't bad. Okay. I, I was curious because I, 
I didn't get to see him at uh, C2E2 because he had one of the longest lines there. Um, mm-hmm. I think his line was the second longest. The, the, the longest I was there was Kevin Eastman, obviously. Um, but his was like, I remember seeing, he always had a line like all three days at C2E2. And, and I didn't know, you know, how quick that was and all that. But it's like every day I went by there, there's always a long line of people waiting to see him. So I was kind of curious if that was the same thing with Heroes Con as well. Yeah, the line was pretty long, but it seemed like he was like going through people like maybe like two minutes a person. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't terrible. I like I waited in line for Jim Lee a couple years ago, six hours. Yeah. So after that, I'm like, I can do anything. (laughs) (laughs) I can do this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, for me, I am. picking up quite a few actually um i'm picking up the next issue of immortal x-men um which i'm a huge x-men fan and immortal x-men has been really good so far I, i've started with the first one and and it's been really good um i'm picking up rogan gambit number five i believe have you read rogan gambit I haven't. It I is, haven't, but the covers look so cute. Yeah, it's really good. The covers is awesome. Are awesome. The art is fantastic. The story is really good. Um, I will say this: I when I read the first issue of Rogan Gambit, that's where they had the character Manifold from the X Men in there, and he has this really, really cool jacket that I just I wanted to see if somebody made that jacket so I can buy it because that's like the jacket I want. It was a really cool jacket. But the, the whole oh, story cool. is, is fantastic. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's definitely a Rogue and Gambit relationship kind of comic. Um, Stephanie Phillips actually is writing it and it's 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 I absolutely love it. It's a lot of fun. It's it's really good. Um, you get to kind of see things uh, about Rogue and Gambit that you probably haven't seen in other uh, storylines, so that's been really nice. Um, but also collecting, they, they are all coming out this week, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, probably intentional, but uh, IDW is releasing uh, issue number 141 of Teenage Union Ninja Turtles, their uh, 2023 annual comic, and then the first issue of the crossover of Ninja Turtles and Stranger Things, which I am very excited oh, about wow. that issue yeah I, I don't know again like i don't know if they plan it because like they're all coming out this week so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so i'm really curious about that but i'm very excited i'm very excited about the stranger things crossover i know the ninja trolls have done a lot of crossovers but i mm-hmm. really enjoy stranger things and so it'd be really cool to see how they um how they cross over with this one so i'm very oh, excited I imagine about that. that's gonna be super cool yeah oh yeah and, and honestly like a lot of the crossovers have been a lot of fun. Like, I don't think I've I've heard all the ones that I've read have been a lot of fun, and all the one, other ones I've heard about, everyone says that they've really enjoyed it as well too. So it's it's I can't imagine that it's going to be an issue here with Stranger Things. I think they'll make that work. It's oh, definitely same. it's definitely more ambitious than I think it is with like Batman or Power Rangers because it's not a superhero kind of comic story. But um, mm-hmm. but I think they'll definitely hit it out of the park with this one. So. Yeah. Oh, I think so, too. Yeah. That would be really neat. Awesome. Well, Sammy, thanks again for coming on the show to talk to us about comics grading. I feel like I know it a little bit better now. Uh, I probably will still have a lot of questions. So when that comes up, I'll probably just shoot you a DM and ask you about it. Um, <laughs> Sounds good. But for anyone who might want to uh, follow you or check out your work online, where can they find you at? Skeleton Key Comics everywhere. Mm-hmm. Literally. So Instagram, <laughs> TikTok. I haven't posted on YouTube in a while, but I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook, whatnot, Shortbox, all the places, eBay, Skeleton Key Comics. <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining the show. And uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun. And that wraps up another episode of The Capsule Life. I hope you enjoyed listening and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. You can follow us on social media at Capsule Life. And if you like what we're doing, give us a shout out by tagging us in your post or send us a message. For more information about us and all of our previous episodes, visit thecapsandlife.com. 